In today's video, we're going to speak about the women's role in the local church, and it's going to be crazy. I want to remind you before we do so that we have 3rd Adam 3, Rise of the Divine Feminine, available on our YouTube channel. Please feel free to go watch that anytime you want. And also, we have an extended version of that, 3rd Adam 3X, over four and a half hours long. Lots of good info there. And then we also have a t-shirt that I'm wearing here called, Sorry I Ruined Your Bad Theology with My Bible. Of course, long hair is not included, but whatever, and that's available on hoodies and all kinds of crazy stuff there. So go check that out. Link in the description below. And uh, so let's get to the video. All right, guys, thank you very much for that. Go ahead and smite thine like button and all your dreams will come true. I uh, was sent a Facebook post the other day by several people of a young lady who was kind of bemoaning her role as a young woman who's in what she was saying was like, I don't have anything to do for the Lord in my local church. And she even specifically mentioned IFB Church. And so I want to just read to you what this girl said. And it's it's almost, um, it's really sad as you read this and you kind of just hear what she's saying. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it reeks of half-truths, immaturity, spiritual weakness is what I see here, but let's just read what it says. Once upon a time, there was a little girl. She grew up in an independent fundamental Baptist church. Not all, but most IFB believe the voice of a woman isn't to be heard or hold serious value unless spoken to another woman or small children. Now that that right there is is uh, dramatic, if you could put it that way. And when people say, when, when they overstate their case, Lots of times that that's an indication that there, there's something, um, it, it really weakens their claim, just to put it nicely. She learned it, she watched it, she soaked in it, that her voice wasn't to take up space anywhere. She watched the women of her church play the part, be little ornaments, never offering their voices up on a in an obvious uh, obviously public setting, and especially never in a congregational church setting, never to offer up insight or value or on biblical or spiritual matters. When the voice of a man could be heard, why hear a woman? Better to not hear a woman. Missionaries came through to present their ministries. The wives were a silent accessory. She never heard or saw a woman publicly pray or to discuss their studies. Did women truly study? Men have Bible studies with men because there's no reason to glean from her wisdom. Men and women split up to pray because men don't need to hear the women pray. It's beneath them. Now, I, I, that's never been true. That's the, I mean, I've seen husband and, and wives pray. and uh, you know, I mean, that just, that's just something I've not seen. Uh, women ought not to speak in a service, so men lead the music. Men take up the offering. Men were led by the Spirit during the preaching. Men shouted amen, not women. And men pray over the food. And men pray over any service. And men, uh, just it just goes on. They program activities, vote in the meetings, give the announcements, talk about missions, goals, hold up outreach, uh, greet at the door. Men go forward to pray with people that are hurting. Women can only pray over another woman. Men can pray for anyone. Um, I, I like seeing if someone has to go forward at altar service or something like that, if a woman goes forward, I think the women ought to pray with her, and I think the men ought to pray with the men. Uh, the church offers spiritual recourses to the flock, but men write the books that matter. Books written by women are only for women. 
and the books by women are only worth reading if they're about child rearing or how to be a faithful help meet and uh, how to be satisfied in your silence. So let's read the next little bit of this. Uh, this is just so bad. I, I mean, this is a girl who is, um, I, I don't, I mean, she, she obviously did not understand biblically why things were that way. And we'll get into that here in just a moment, explain this to you. Uh, so the little girl, she sits and listens. She sits and watches. She learns that she's one of those women that God didn't give her equal spiritual value. That is the key phrase right here, equal spiritual value. That is not true. That is a lie from the pits of hell. Men and women have equal spiritual value, but they have different jobs that God has done. That's like saying the deacon and the pastor don't have equal spiritual value, or the, the person who uh, hands an offering plate around doesn't, doesn't have equal value as the person who sings the special. Uh, they, everybody has value. It's just everybody has a different job that they do, or maybe even different gifts that they might have. Uh, there's, there's some aspects of the ministry that if you put me in that role in the ministry, it would I would not do a good job. I'm not gifted that way. I'm not designed that way. Uh, God has not, you know, God has not made me that. Like if, if I was the solo singer every Sunday morning for a church service, I don't think it would go real well. I don't know if people would uh, would be okay with that. But to say that, well, I should be able to sing even though I sound like a dying cat. I should be able to sing every service if I want to. And if you don't think so, then you think I don't have equal spiritual value with the other good singers. Well, that would be a completely ridiculous thing to say. Fast forward the years 2023, this little girl turns 25 in two days. God has done an incredible work in her life, saved her soul, and saved her from a denomination that would have consumed her womanhood in a way that God never intended for his daughters. He brought her out. She left it behind. He showed her in the scripture that within her call in womanhood is incredible power and a wonderful value. That incredible power uh, we're going to talk about that in Third Adam Four, y'all. This this is this reeks of bad doctrine and a lot of immaturity. And yesterday, she, one of many times down in her new life, lifted her voice to heaven in front of the entire congregation, because that should be normal. Because God wants to hear from her. Because men and children and other women ought to see every believer serve publicly no matter who they are as an equal image bearer of Jesus Christ. Her voice found places where it was welcome and gratefully filled those places as is her beautiful right. I have I take issue with the word right. The only right that you and I have is the right to die without God. That's our right. Leaving behind a shame-filled life that without God's grace would hold her tightly. It's me, obviously. I'm the little girl. Oh, how I wish little me could see me now. God has broken me free from a million chains already and with so much more freedom in store for me that, that I can't even yet grasp. Grateful, thankful, blessed in all. There, there's so much here that is problematic and troubling. But I, I here's my fear. I think that there's a lot of ladies in churches, especially young ladies who are in churches, who are secretly thinking this way, even though they may not publicly admit it. And by the way, what you just read, what I just showed you on the screen, is an articulation of mystery religion. Uh, any any woman who is not grateful that God has made her a woman, I mean, you see that they're going down the Romans one road real quick, uh, and it, it's, I mean, it's not good. I'm glad that God made me a man, and my wife is glad that God made her a woman. We have we have 
different roles but equal value. That's how God's made it. So I want to address a couple of things here. First of all, one of the things that she says is that this was some IFB thing, okay? And and I, I don't know what in the world everybody, I mean, it's it's not right that IFB becomes the boogeyman of everything heretical today because it's just not true. The IFB, and I don't even like the term IFB. I, I'm an independent fundamental Baptist. Um, uh, they've got a lot of things right. I'm a member of an independent Baptist church. They've got a lot of things right. And, of course, there's there's always going to be, when, when people are involved in any movement or any denomination or anything like that, there's always going to be f- shortcomings and flaws there, of course. But if, if I thought that there was something, I mean, like, I, if I thought that the Bible taught Lutheran doctrine, I would go join a Lutheran church like today. I would. But I don't think that's what the Bible teaches, so I'm a member of an independent Baptist church. And so she says here that... Mo- most, not all, but most IFB believe the voice of a woman isn't to be heard or hold serious value unless spoken to another woman or small children. So let's let's deal with that. Is that an IFB thing? The answer to that is no. That's not an IFB thing. That's a Bible thing. And I can show you all kinds of sermons of, I mean, a lot of these real famous Reformed guys who teach that as well. I mean, uh, I mean, there's, I mean. Vodibachum teaches that. John MacArthur teaches that. I mean, all these reform bros teach all that stuff. And and I can show you, I mean, I can show you all kinds, like I can show you that like Michael Pearl, I think, believes that too. And he's not reformed at all. So it's not just an IFB thing. That's my point. Uh, but let's let's do this. Let's go to Titus 2. I want you to see this. Um, the age of women, likewise, that they be, that they, uh, be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. So here's what, here are the women that should be teaching in the church. This is what they should be doing. First of all, you have to be an aged woman. You 25-year-old girls, God is not calling you to preach. No, it's not happening. God is not calling you to be the next great evangelist. And I know a lot of you ladies look up to Priscilla Shire, Christine Kane, and all these people think that they're doing great work for God. No, they're not. They're doing a lot of damage. They're, 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 what they're doing is destructive. What Beth Moore is doing is, is reeking of apostasy. She is absolutely harming people. And especially, uh, quite frankly, I think Beth Moore has, has completely subverted much of the Southern Baptist Convention into woke ideology and into bad doctrine. And that's why, I mean, it's, it's like pouring gas on the fire the Southern Baptist Convention already had. But an aged woman needs to be teaching in the local church. But here's what it says, that they need to be teaching only the young women. I, I don't think it's biblical for a woman to teach an adult Sunday school class unless it's all women. Unless it's all women. And it's not because it's some IFB thing. It's because, it's, I mean, look at, look at the screen. Look at the words on this screen. It's a Bible thing. It says that they may teach the young women. And it doesn't say that they may teach the young women soteriology and prophecy. And, you know, we're going to we're gonna get in our lady Sunday school class. And I'm going to start pulling out Larkin's charts and, and all that stuff. You're not supposed to teach women how to pray. You're not supposed to teach women how to, uh, how to you know, preach. That, that's, that's, not, that's the pastor's job. That's a preacher's job. The Bible clearly outlines what an older woman is supposed to teach younger women. It's right here in the Bible. Look what it says. That they may teach the younger women to be sober. That means right there to not be ruled by your emotions. Some women struggle with that. And they need help. And older women have got to be the one to help them. To love their husbands. To love their children. To be discreet. 
chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. That is the two verses that, that God calls older women to teach younger women within the local church. So let's go back to this and see what this young girl has to say about how that she she was shamed and she was not allowed to speak in the church. Women ought not to speak in the service. That's 1 Corinthians 14. That's in the context of tongues. Uh, so men lead the music. Men take up the offering. Uh, men were led in the spirit during the preaching. Men shouted amen. Men pray over the food. Okay, I mean, all, that's, all that is biblical. And it, I mean, at the very bottom here, it even says this. I want I want you guys to see this as well. Um, the church the church offers spiritual resources to the flock, but men write the books that matter. Well, men write the books dealing with subjects that are outside these two verses. I mean, if you want, I, I do not see any reason why women need to be writing books on prayer. When John R. Rice already wrote the greatest book to ever be written on prayer, Prayer, Asking, and Receiving, John R. Rice, go look it up on Amazon. It's available. You ought to go get that book and, and read. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know what more there is to add. That's one of the greatest books of all time. So why are you doing that? Why, why, why would a woman want to write a book on prophecy or, you know, spirit-filled living? I mean, there, there's, I mean, books have been written on that by men to the point there's no need for women to write books on that. And really it's outside the realm of biblical authority for a woman to do that. It even says right there that they may teach their, I mean, just older women teach younger women to be sober, love their husbands, love their children, be discreet, chase keepers at home, good, obedient, their own husbands. And anything outside of that, the word of God is going to be blasphemed. That's clearly what the Bible teaches. And this, what you're seeing here, this disruption of biblical authority, and I, I really, I'm, I, I don't want to come across like I'm just hacking on this, this young lady. I'm hacking on this doctrine that she's pre presenting. I'm hacking on these ideas that she's talking about because what she is saying is dangerous. And there's a picture of her in some emerging contemporary church. I won't show the picture there, but she's, she's obviously in some, you know, Stephen Furtick type thing. Listen. The idea that women are some subspecies of Christian is not true. It's not true. It is a lie. Please listen to me. That is a lie. Do not believe that. That, that's, that lie right there is very similar, if not almost identical, to the lie that Lucifer told Eve in the Garden of Eden. You know, you're being held down in this garden. You, you know, there's a whole nother life out there that you could have, but you know, you're trapped in this. And, and by the way, if you'll just take this, this fruit, you know, and by the way, you misunderstood the Bible. You misunderstood it. Uh, you're being held down. And if you just take this fruit, your eyes will be open. You should be as God's knowing good and evil. You can go, you can go claim your destiny. There's a whole different level of things that you can have. If you just step outside of this, that is Satanism. I just described to you satanic Luciferian doctrine. And one of the great things that you women could do is to learn what God has called you to do. That, I mean, I think that's the greatest, even for me, the greatest thing for me is to learn what God's called me to do and to reject the things that God has called me not to do, that has not called me to do, rather. I have, in my ministry, I have tried to do things that God has not called me to do, and it made me miserable. It just like oppressed me. It became like a weight on me. And I realized God was not calling me to do that. But I did it, and it just uh, it didn't go well. But what happens is, 
I, I really think there's a spiritual war on women today. It, it grieves me. It makes me, it just, it bothers me. Women are under attack because godly men are not doing their job. When I read this Facebook post from this young lady, my first thought is there's something wrong with this girl's father. I mean, really, that's, that's what I think. There's, there was something wrong here. She missed it. She missed a, she missed a chunk of theological truth. And I, I hate this for her, but this is, I mean, this, I, I, it's, it's confusion is what this is. This is Gnosticism repackaged for the modern church. And it's sad. It really is sad. But you young ladies, listen to me. Please listen to me. I want to, you listen, Brother Spencer, and if I could just flex my influence. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't have the power of intimidation. The only power I have is the power of influence. If I could give you some advice, this feminism that is going around today, and we deal with this in Third Adam 3, this feminism that women should rise and, and break glass ceilings and, you know, we're being oppressed. We are a minority group that is being, uh, being put down and, and, and on and on it goes. I want you to take a good look at the women who are well down that road. I want you to see how ugly they are. I don't mind saying that because it's true. These, these creatures that go down that road, look how ugly they are. Look how miserable they are. It's, it's sad because God has a beautiful life planned for you that involves a local church. It involves a godly husband. It involves, if, if the Lord allows, it involves you to have a family of your own children to raise. And it involves you sitting under biblical authority. That's the beautiful, the beautiful life God has for you involves those four things. And I want to tell you, man, if you bypass those four things, you are heading into something that God has not called you to. God has not given you. And, and, and you, you become miserable. These women are not happy. Y'all hear me? These women are not happy. And so when I, you know, we sometimes when we look at this, we look at these these verses, we think, oh, wow, that's brutal. <laughs> I mean, telling women that they should be discreet and chaste. Wow, that's legalism. No, 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 that, that's, that's godly living. That they should love their husbands and love their children and not have any love for anything else. Gonna be flirting with other men, having a having a best friend that ain't that you ain't married to. You know, I love my husband, and my children, but you know this guy over here that I work with, he's my best friend. That, boy, you're heading for trouble, lady. You are heading for trouble, big time. And older women need to teach you this. So, listen, you 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 ladies, you you've got a vital ministry. You've got a vital ministry in the church. You need to speak. I'm seeing a lot of these Twitter accounts. I'm, I'm on Twitter. You guys want to, uh, I'd, I'd encourage you to follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm seeing a lot of these 
embrace patriarchy accounts. I'm seeing a lot of these homestead wife accounts and I'm seeing all these these women that are saying, you know, hey, we need to we need to teach women that this this feminism lie is making you miserable, it's ruining your life. You need to get married to a godly man and have kids and 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 run the home and and serve your husband. That's the blessed beautiful life that God has for you. And, and boy, I mean it's like the claws come out against these women. It's, I mean it's it, it's it's unbelievable the hate that they get, but I'm glad they're saying it. I'm glad they are because this young woman, as I read this, I hear, I hear pain. I hear moaning. I hear some sort of lamenting as if I, I, I didn't have something that I could have done. She missed it, man. I think that the older women in that church that she grew up in failed her. I think that the father that she had maybe to some degree failed her. And I would not try to overcharge people, but it's some, this girl missed something. She missed it. I feel bad for her. But the reason I speak out against this is because there's more at line here. There's more really at stake here than just... A young lady. There's a whole generation of young ladies who are being seduced by this ideology. It's not a theology. This is not biblical what this girl said. There is a satanic seducing spirit that is after all these women. And we deal with that in Third Adam 3, Rise of the Divine Feminine. Please take the time to go watch this documentary. It'll change your life. 300, almost 50,000 views. It'll change the way you see the world. Third Adam 4 is coming after this one and we're working on this just be patient with us we're working on all that and uh, we appreciate you guys god bless you friend and we will see you next time